It's the Bulls Podcast, episode 17. My name is Luke Reynolds. I hope everyone is well coming out of lockdown. A quiet week at the club last week. Our two under 13 boys teams got to play on the Friday night before all other teams were cancelled due to the lockdown. But with the restrictions lifted, we have a massive weekend coming up. A full schedule of cricket, plus our time-honoured fundraiser, the Bull Nanza, on Saturday night. Live music, barbecue tea, and a chance to win great cash prizes for just $50 a ticket. A few tickets are still available. Get in touch with any current player for your chance to be in the draw. As there was no cricket from last weekend to talk, I caught up with former club president, second 11 captain, and life member Paul Hewitt to talk through his life and times at the club. I hope you enjoy the chat. The Pombonut Cricket Club 12th Man Club is a group of people that love the Pombo Cricket Club and want to make it a better and greater place than we already know it to be. With benefits including a monthly members draw where we give away over $200 worth of cash and prizes and social events. If you're a lover of the Pombo Cricket Club and looking for additional ways to contribute to the magic that happens at Pombo, then join now. With over 40 members already, it is a lot of fun and costs just $6 per week. For more information or to join, get in touch with one of our friendly executive committee members Go Bulls. If you'd like to follow the Pombonite Cricket Club, you can follow us on Twitter at Pombo Bulls. On Facebook, search Pombonite Cricket Club. On Instagram, at Pombonite CC. On YouTube, search Pombonite Cricket Club. And on the web, www.pombonite.vic.cricket.com.au. So joining me now is a man who played 264 games for the Pombonite Cricket Club. He was a member of the 1989-90 Pombonite Gold Premiership team. He's a former president of the Pombonite Cricket Club and a life member at the Pombonite Cricket Club. It's a big welcome to the Bulls podcast to Paul Hewitt. Welcome, Huey. Thanks, mate. Pleasure to be here. Uh, mate, uh, with a lack of cricket on the weekend, we uh, after a big name like yourself to carry the show and uh, talk a bit about your career, and uh, we might go right back to where it all started. You grew up right next to the hallowed turf of the Pomonite Recreation Reserve, and uh, tell us about your journey to joining the club and playing junior cricket and your first coaches. Yeah, mate. Yeah, as you said, I grew up next to the cricket ground, and um, it really, I didn't have a... I had a bit of an interest in cricket as a youngster, but um, it sort of wasn't really fostered. My father, you know, Dad, Bob never played cricket or anything. My dad never played cricket. And so um, uh, I had a couple of uncles that played. And um, uh, Pombonite hadn't had juniors for a number of years. I'm not sure how many, but they started up. And I think that was in 82, 83. And we're looking for players. I was, I was 12. And um, I formed part of that initial second coming of the, Pomenade Juniors, I suppose. So the first coach at that stage was um, Anton Boyd. And um, he formed a lot of my, uh, love for cricket, to be honest. He was a great coach. And um, the other guy that had a real lot to do with it um, was uh, was Kevin Cronin, the late Kevin Cronin, his, um, which was Shane and Tony's father. Um, so they were probably our first two major, major coaches. But uh, Anton was very much on the teaching you about cricket and Kevin sort of run the, you'd sort of say Kevin was probably more of a manager than a, than a coach, but um, yeah, two great guys that uh, 
certainly encouraged all the, everyone that turned up and uh, we sort of broke ground very early and then we actually, when we started back up, we had a couple of girls playing for us, which at that stage was unheard of. So uh, Pombo was sort of trailblazing even back then. Yeah, fantastic to hear. And uh, how did the team go throughout your junior career? Um, yeah... I think it was either in our second or third year we actually played off in the, the grand final. Uh, might have been the second year. And um, unfortunately lost. I can't remember who to. Might have been Eklund. I, I struggle to remember who it was. Um, and that was uh, Tony Cronin was captain. And uh, a couple of years later, which was my last year in senior cricket, they actually had a... Um, uh, like a consolation grand final and, and we won that. Um, it was sort of a grand final for the um, the wannabes, if you like. Um, so, yeah, we were we were competitive enough without being outstanding, but we had one year, as I said, where we made the, made the grand final and uh, got beaten pretty easy from memory. And so you progressed to senior cricket. Uh, do you remember your senior debut for the club? Yeah, I do. Um, I got called up. Uh, it was in 84, 85, which I think is the year Andon Boyd uh, captain the premiership. And I filled in uh, probably half a dozen games for the, in that side that ended up winning the premiership. So um, I think I was out for the day and got a late call up to go and fill in. And, um, yeah, as I said, sort of just filled in for half a dozen. might have been more than half a dozen, but it was yeah, half a dozen to ten games, something like that. And then fast forward a couple of years, you're a member of the 1988-89 losing Pominite gold team in the grand final, but then part of that same team that went on to win it in 1989-90. Tell us about those years and, and the thrill to win the flag in 89-90. Yeah, we were pretty we were pretty strong. So we actually I actually played in two so and we actually lost the year before that we played the other Pombo. So we played, we made the premiership, we made the grand final 87, 88. Uh, before that we actually made the grand final and got beaten by a very strong Tim Boone side. Uh, that was Paul Hay was captain. And, um, you know, we were probably a little bit unlucky that we could come up against a, a very, very strong Tim Boone side at that time because um, we were a pretty good side. Um, uh, the year after, we were definitely the best side. Max Castle was captain and we were definitely the best side in the comp. Um, and uh, at that stage, it was a final five. And I know we ended up playing the other Pombonite, uh four times for the year, including finals. And the first three, we beat them quite easily. And uh, they did us in the grand final. And um, Ken o, the late Ken O'Neill made 70-odd, perhaps. And um, I think we dropped him five times. So um, there's the old adage, catches, wins, matches. And uh, although we were the best side, we uh, we walked away runners-up. Uh, the year after, Kevin Kent was captain. And we, we weren't the best side for the year. In fact, the, uh, the last week of the home and away, we were uh, out of the five or out of the four at that stage. And um, we won and there was a rain affected round. So results fell our, fell our way and we made the finals and we just happened to click for 
um, the end of the season, and we end up um, we won the grand final reasonably easy, actually. Uh, at this time, beating Tim Boone. So um, that was that was a thrill. I got pretty close to hitting the winning runs, but um, uh, as people who know have seen me bat, I was a renowned big hitter, and I decided to try and hit the winning boundary line, uh, hit the winning run with a six, and um, managed to I think snick it to straight to the keeper. So. I'll say I got caught on the boundary, but I think it was caught by the keeper. So, um, but that, that was that was a pretty big thrill, um, which was good, especially after having lost the two years before, where the year before especially um, we probably should have won it. Um, so that was good, and, and cricket was pretty good. Uh, we were very strong back that stage. The years before that, we'd made finals as well, um, and uh, and and that was probably the end of an era, to be honest. Um, I think uh, I moved away a year after that. So I think we struggled to make finals, although I did come back, uh, sorry, and we did. I did play in finals again under um, uh, Alan McKenzie and um, we only made the semis and got done. But, uh, yeah, we sort of weren't quite as strong then for a, a good probably nine or ten years. And that was probably when I come in, I was playing with a lot. Of, I was 18, I was 19, 20, and I was playing with a lot of guys uh, that were in their early thirties. So it really sort of probably seen the, the changing of the guard a little bit. Yeah. So and uh, then you, with your employment moved around quite a fair bit. Uh, tell us about the other clubs you, you played for on your journey. Yeah. Um, I played for, uh, um, uh, there was a the Stall Association. It was Stall Youth Club. I played up there. That was the main comp in Stall and District. Um, I played uh, at uh, sorry, I played at Hamilton. Um, a little side called Tahara. They only had the the one side, um, and uh, that was a very social club. There was a fair bit of uh, cricket. wasn't their main um, focus out there, and. Uh, then I went down to Geelong and I played for South Barwon and then we up in the Ballerina at Drysdale for a couple of years. Before then coming back to Pomponite and, and finishing off your career for a number of years. Uh, yeah. And yep. filling many roles, president, uh, captain of the second 11 and uh, yep. a lot of work around the club. That, that must be special times for you as well. Yeah, look, through all that, the, probably the most special was... Um, uh, when we won um, the two premierships um, after having, you know, in the previous year, you know, we hadn't won a premiership since the one I'd played in. So it was 20 years since we'd won a premiership. And then to win two in a row, I thought that was a, you know, and, and to see um, uh, the younger guys coming through and um, almost uh, uh, showing some of the older guys who were still around the club that, hey, you know, we've taken on the baton and, you um, we can, uh, you know, we're a pretty good side ourselves. So, I, you know, I, I almost got more pleasure out of that than the one I played in, to be honest, especially the first one. I felt that was just a real a real achievement because I just thought that a lot of the younger players got a bit unfairly maligned, living in the shadows of some of the greats of yesteryear. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that premiership especially was very special, especially since um, the year before we'd, actually, we'd unfortunately had our... Captain coach Jamie Beasley uh, killed in an accident, um, so that that one probably meant a fair bit to me. 
Yeah, I've heard you speak about the 07, 08 flag a bit before and how highly you rate it compared to the flags one in the 1980s as well. Yeah, well, I just think that, you know, overall, um, you're probably competing in a, in a slightly better competition. Um, the fact that you were against your camp and Cobden's terrains um, rather than what was Timboon Stonyford competition. And there were good sides in Timboon Stonyford competition, uh, competition, but it could be a little bit um, uneven as to the strengths of those sides, where I thought that to play in that, what I considered a, a slightly better competition, uh, it was a little bit more even, um, especially then. Um, no, I just thought that was a real achievement. And uh, you mentioned the tragic passing of Jamie Beasley, and uh, that occurred while you were president. Also, while you were president, was the uh, Black Saturday bushfires at the club. Uh, there, was, there were some tough times. Yeah, some tough times and some good times. I sort of said I, uh, I was able to uh, see off a see off a captain coach, burn the ground down, and win two premierships. So. There was certainly something happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, we got we got through it, and uh, the, I think the club is stronger for a lot of what happened. I want to know about uh, the best players you played with in your time at Combinate from both eras, from the eighties and from later on. Yeah, well, we'll go to well, batsmen. We'll start with batsmen. Um, uh, you know, some of the best batsmen I seen at the club during the time was early on. It was, uh, you know, it was Max Castle. It was Ken O'Neill. Like they were just absolute legends as to what they were able to, um, you know, just with their run scoring ability. Um, probably seen what I, I still consider him probably the best fields when I seen in Jimmy Boyd as well as being a, a very very good bat and a more than handy bowler. Um, you know, and 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 the likes of um, you know. People forget how, and I only seen him really at the end of his career. Um, was uh, Brian Boyd? Brian Boyd was just a a, a fantastic bowler. Um, you know, I think people forget how good a bowler Brian was. Um, sorry, I've got onto bowlers already, but yeah, but there were good bats right through. You had John Hall; he was a, he was a really good opening bat. You had Robert Pike; he was just an accumulator of, of runs. Um, you know, uh, they're the ones that come to mind sort of straight away of that that older generation. Um, and again, I'll stick with them at the moment. And if you look at bowlers, um, you know, uh, a, a bowler that won't show up very often, very much. He only played a couple of seasons. He's, he's my age. Was Shane Cronin? Shane Cronin was a fantastic bowler. Um, you know, and he moved away with with work and stuff after only probably playing two or three seasons when he was. 18, 19, 20. Um, and he could have taken a lot of wickets for, for Pombonit if he had stayed around. Um, you know, uh, Ken O'Neill was a was a very good spin bowler um, who never turned the ball once, I don't think. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, but he was a good bowler. And, and you know, and, and you see guys like, you know, even like, like Paul Hay. Paul Hay was a, was a brute of a bowler at times. He could generate, you know, some good pace. Um, so there was some good cricketers there. And then you go to the, you know, to the more modern players, if you like. Um, you know, a bloke that just stands out to me that uh, 
has just achieved so much. And I think the stats just show that as Sarge, Craig Sarge, and, you know, with bat and ball, a ball, especially earlier on. Um, but with bat and ball, he was, you know, I'd love to see his stats, you know, put up against, you know, you know, in the club records as to how he sits because he was phenomenal. Um, Steve Castle was one of the most naturally gifted batsmen I reckon I've seen. Um, I always felt he probably batted better against better bowling. Um, some rubbish bowlers often got him out. Um, you know, a, a bloke for, for technique, and we're sort of talking about the premiership years, for technique was Simon Toland. I, I still think Simon Toland scored probably nearly the best 100 I ever seen at Pombinut. It was just he didn't give a chance. Um, he got 100 at Nurat there one day. And uh, I told him afterwards, I thought it was the best 100 that I'd seen at Pombinut during my time. Um, you know, uh, yeah, bowlers, you know, and I'll probably miss someone out. You know, Clinton Place stands out to me. Just, um, yeah, and I think if you look at our last couple of premierships where he's been man of the match both times, like Clinton's just a very good bowler, um, just beautiful action, very smooth. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, and I think one of the, the best bowlers and uh, that I've seen at the, at the club is, um, is Larry at the moment. You know, he, he, he is just a, a class bowler. And, um, you know, I almost think it's, you know, he's, he's almost a step above our comp, I believe. Um, but he, he's just a phenomenal bowler. Um, and then, you, you know, you've got the, the likes of, um, you know, uh, you know, Glenn Burnoff, and this might surprise you, but Glenn Burnoff, I think, is an underrated bowler. Um, he always seemed to get, just have the happy knack of taking wickets at different times. And I hope he's not listening to this because um, otherwise you'll have to scrub it out, mate. So He, he um, never listens. No, no, that's good. So uh, we don't have to worry about that. And again, look, I'm sure I'm missing someone, but, um, you know, they're the guys that just, stand out to me um look a, a bloke i thought had more natural talent actually probably more natural talent than cash was timmy place I, I think timmy place um you know possibly i'm sure he probably won't be listening but i think he's probably you know i think he's a bit of an untapped talent i think he could have uh when he was 16 to 17 i i, I know i made the comment that i think he'll make you know He'll he'll make a lot of runs for the Pomeroy Career Club, um, just on raw talent, um, you know, uh, you know, and then you've got the likes of, you know, your, your Brad Hillman, um, you know, you, you got no doubt about Hilly that you know he'll be given one hundred and ten percent, you know, with the ball, um, and um, you know. Uh, you know, again, they're the guys that. Re- oh, sorry, and uh, you know, and Spud. You know, Spud's just developed to be a, you know, a, you know, a really, a really good bat um, over the years. I think he's just got better as he. I think he got better as he got older, um, and um, you know, I, I thought he was a he was a bit one dimensional when he first came in, but uh, yeah, I think he's just got to be a better and better batsman as the more experience he's got. So those bikes probably stand out, mate, and I apologise to anyone I, I've missed out on. And um, as a as a spin bowler yourself, I, I believe you started bowling leg spin and then reverted to off spin. Uh, keeping up to the stumps is a great craft. Dave has been fantastic at it with uh, Larry and Sender the last few years. 
But uh, the, the yep. guy's keeping yep. to you we, in your 265 wickets for the club, the, the better keepers you bowled to. Oh, there's only two really, and that was um, Max and Andron Boyd. You know, they were, they were two very, very good keepers. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, I, I, look, I can't really pick anyone else, but those two, you know, those two really sort of stand out as as being, you know, very good keepers. I, I had Dave keep, you know, Dave kept me a little bit, and um, you know, I'm not disparaging him, but I just thought those two were were exceptional keepers. And as an off-spinner yourself, Steve O'Neill was a guy who, in your second incarnation at the club, you were probably competing for an A-grade spot as a as the spinner at times, or or maybe you were squeezed out because he was the a quality off spinner. Uh, how, how did you rate him as compared to his dad, Ken? Yeah, a little bit different to Ken. Um, I think probably spun the spun the ball about as much as Ken did, um, but a little bit slower through the air than what Ken was. Ken was very, very quick through the air, mainly from around the wicket a lot of times. Um, but Steve was a you know was a was a very good bowler. And look, he's probably one I've, I've missed out on. So apologies there. But yeah, Stephen, Stephen was a very good bowler. I, I just thought he um, he probably had a little bit more, um, maybe a little bit few more changes of pace than what Ken did in some way. Um, you know, but in saying that, you sort of just couldn't go past Ken's record. So, but both very good bowlers in their, you know, in their own right. And uh, as the club is running now, the, the women's teams, Fiona, playing the women's cricket, you've been to many games. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And and are you enjoying watching the women's cricket at Pomponate? Yeah, I am, mate. It's been good. I actually do uh, enjoy it. I think it's fantastic to see the girls get out there and, and have a go. Um, you know, uh, and, and they love it, mate. Like, you know, they, you just see them that, uh, um, uh, yeah, there's just a real enjoyment with them getting out there and, uh, and, and, and sort of, uh, playing each week, uh, there's a real, you know, there seems to be a real camaraderie around them, um, and and I'd just like to see it grow and grow because I think, uh, um, you know, it, it makes for one, it makes a, a better club, it, it becomes a more inclusive club, and um, you know, uh, uh, where we stand right now, it, it's you know, it is one of the future paths of any club uh, going forward is the, you know, I think any club that doesn't look at having a female side in it, they're, they're fools to themselves because um, it'll only make their club stronger. And I think that's played out by the clubs that have got women's sides. You know, you know we've been able to, first year we've been able to get two lady sides. Irrawarra's got three, um, you know, one that plays down in Geelong. Um, you know, Bukar have got their side going up. So I'd love to see Southwest Cricket, you know, some more clubs actually make the effort to try and get that going. Um, I don't know if that'll happen. Just, you know, seeing how some of the clubs are, are run. But I really think that, you know, uh, if they're looking to their future, that's what they should be doing. Yeah, look, it's, it's been a great addition to our club. Uh, so, mate, I played a lot of cricket with you over the years. Yep. And uh, you were the last bloke. P.R. Hewitt was the last bloke I thought would take up uh, the mantle of cricket umpire. And uh, this year you've joined the Southwest Cricket umpiring ranks. How did that come about? Boredom. 
yeah, oh, mate, oh, sort of. Look, I, I just it just got to the stage where you know I love cricket. I'd love to be able to play cricket again, but I can't um, anymore. I'm, I'm old and I'm fat and I'm grey, so that's those days are gone. So it's just a way of keeping involved. I, I love going in and being involved in, in in cricket at any level. And, and and to be honest, I thought the standard of umpiring wasn't what it should have been. And I thought, well, if I have to go, it won't be any worse. And hopefully, <laughs> I'll actually be a little bit better. Um, and and uh, and so and so that's what really it, where it really come from. And a few people have told me, mate, I I run into Tony Cronin um, when I had the first meeting, um, and I told him what I was doing. He said, mate. He said, you were the most abusive bloke I ever played with. He said, you will be the first umpire ever to be reported. So <laughs> I've, uh, I've only told a couple of players uh, to um, go forth and multiply a couple of times. But uh, other than that, I've, I've come out unscathed. Well, but I, really, I, I, actually really, I actually really enjoy it. No, that's, that's fantastic, mate. Great you're still involved. And I can't wait for that first report either. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Believe me, when it comes, it'll probably end the mid-career straight away. <laughs> well, mate, uh, one more question. And um, yep. you've been a great guest. But, uh, you know, great career at the club, 264 games, life member, uh, captain, president, so forth. Uh, what does the Pomponite Cricket Club mean to you from a guy who grew up next to the ground, who spent a, you know, a fair part of his cricket career there and, and is still around the club? What does the club mean to you? Oh, that's a hard one, mate. Um, yeah, obviously it means it means a lot. Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, through the, through the club, you know, you developed some really, you know, uh, strong and you know great friendships. The the people you've met through that. Um, uh, look, it, it's probably hard to put into words. It, it does mean a, a whole heap. Um, you know, I'll always be a a Pombo person want to see the club continue and uh, sometimes I I'll voice my opinion um, even whether it's wanted or not but it's always with you know what I think is uh, in the club's being interest whether it's right or wrong um, so look it, it means a lot like you know I remember um, uh, thinking when we had the centenary dinner a few years ago you know just hoping that yeah, there'll be someone there in a hundred years that'll be celebrating the next centenary, sort of thing. Um, uh, so that's how much it means to me. I just want to see the club go on and, and go forward and continue to be strong. I think it's it's the best club in Southwest cricket by that far. It's not funny. Um, it cops a lot of flack from others, and, and I've actually sort of got even more of this with umpiring this year because I think a lot of guys who haven't been around for a while don't realise I'm from Pombinite, so I just shut up and. I hear them, and uh, it, it just comes out of jealousy. It just comes out of the jealousy of a well-run um, club that's been successful. You know, and that's actually, um, you know, uh, the more they bag it out, the prouder you get, to be honest. Well, mate, you made a significant contribution. You still are to cricket as an umpire, and uh, we, we still enjoy having you around. So all the best for the finals. I uh, hope you get a grand final. Yes, yes. Oh, well, that'll, um, uh, that's another bike I've told to go forth and multiply a couple of times. So we'll see how we go with that. <laughs> no name required. I think most of the listeners might know who that is. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't give an initial? No, no. 
<laughs> no, thanks, mate. You've been a fantastic guest. Thanks for joining us on the Bulls podcast and go Bulls. All right. Thanks, mate. Good luck for the weekend.